time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ronma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey everyone, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 367. We are that podcast talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ron Mess. I'm Ari Rockefeller. And I'm Mako-chan. And right now you are listening to a taped episode of our show, um, and I'll explain why in full detail later on in the show when we do our weekend day. And also, if you've been following on our Facebook page, just been explaining, you know, what's been going on. So, yeah. <sighs> we are taped tonight, week of July 25th, 2018, here on the VOD Network. We're here live Tuesdays at 9.30 p.m. Eastern, but replays Thursdays at 2 p.m. Eastern. Check out our interact. Oh. That's right. I can't say that because there is no interactive chat room. But if you want to, you can head on over to uh, Vog- live.vognetwork.com. And there's a few people hanging out, chilling out, listening to the normal feed. Um, as a reminder, if you have Merck X Chat, you could come in through irc.gamesurge.net. The chat room is Vog, V-O-G. You can also head on over to animejamsession.com slash vognetwork. And there is an IRC link if you are running um, Chatzilla and you click on that, it'll bring you directly into the chat room and you might get a pop-up. And if you do, just hit permission. And apologies if you hear a dog barking in the background. That's my neighbors next door. I am trying to do the show without the air conditioning with the windows and the doors open. Let's see how long I last. You can also follow us over at webchat.gamesurge.net. And we're on Discord. You can find us there at vognetwork.com slash Discord. You click the chat, it'll bring you directly into the uh, chat room via the application or the browser. Ah, now we're going to go around the room with how was your week? How was your day? Um, let me bring this up here. Ari. Oh, well, let's see. Yesterday was payday, so that check immediately got lit on fire to pay the rent. And I'm just, you know... Struggling to keep everything from falling apart until my next paycheck, which is also when I'll have to pay for the Otakon room. Gotcha. In so, way, I'm sorry, what? I was going to say, in a way, I'm kind of looking forward to the amount at the same time I'm not, but, you know. Yeah, I'm a little, I'm a little confused about how much I'd have to pony up for it. I'll, ex- I'll explain all of that much later. Okay. Yep. And, uh, well, let's see. Um, honestly, that's about it. I haven't, you know, really been out or to the movies or anything like that. Gotcha. I've just been, you know, going through Fallout 4, you know, tolling around on my PC, you know, usual post-work shit. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah, it's been a rather boring existence for me. Right. More so than usual. Mako-chan, how was your week? How was your day? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm actually surprised you're playing this and not playing something super sarcastic at me. Why? Oh, because I had to go to the dentist and get a cavity filled. You know, Oof. I actually forgot, and I would, over, I would, like, over, I would overlap this with that track, but, nah, I don't feel like it. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I'm actually, this is my last week of work with the company that I have been working for for the last two years. 
Uh, so I'm trying to get in as much of what I can with my insurance as I can right now. And that included trying to get my teeth completely, you know, checked in and checked on. So, yeah, I had a tooth uh, filled. It was supposed to be two of them. And I'm hoping that they call tomorrow so that I can get in as an emergency to get the other one done. Gotcha. I, I hear you on that. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, I will say I will say this. Well, you can take that victory as you move from one job class to the next. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, it's it's going to be an interesting change, but I'm excited because I don't have to deal with anybody that I'm dealing with now. And that's all that freaking matters. Mm-hmm. General public sucks anyway, doesn't it? Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm just. I'm very glad that I'm not going to have to be dealing with, you know, the general public at least for a little while. Mm. As long as I'm in this job, I just have to be on the phone, and even if I'm on the phone, it's not with the general public. Perfect. Very much so. My weekend day has been interesting. Um, my base, I was planning to go out last weekend, but, I ended, but things, plans fall apart at the last minute, which is part of my MO for some odd reason. So I decided to just kind of work on convention photos. And when I was talking to my younger sister, uh, Holly, and she, uh, she's basically upgrading her computer. So I'm like, okay. I'm going to buy, I need to buy a, not a need, but I kind of wanted to upgrade my CPU cooler. So I went out and bought a brand new water cooling kit, and I was going to send her the old one. And this is why we're doing a recorded episode now. So what happened was, I installed it as, as it was supposed to be installed, usually between 30 seconds and to 2 minutes, even 20 minutes, my machine would stutter and shut itself off, or just freeze. And I couldn't figure out for the life of me what was going on. So, I let it stay off. I come home from work the next day, and I'm like, okay, let's give it another try. Tried it. Still didn't do anything. So, I took the old uh, fan, uh, the old cooler, repurposed it the way it's supposed to be, tried it again, and it's running like a breeze. And I also put fresh thermal paste on the processor, so it's running great. I have a feeling that either this um, cooling kit was not meant for my processor, or if it was, it was drawing too much power for my power supply to handle because the processor was just puttering away like a old-ass MacBook Pro, you know? The, those jittery fucks. So now everything is working fine, and what happened was I, try, I tried to get home early enough on Tuesday so that I have enough time to swap the parts around, but... The old kit was very simple to throw in there. The new kit, I had to move fans around, add a, a fix, like put stuff on the back plate, this and that. By the time I got it all off, and I was like, got everything together, it was close to 10 o'clock, so I'm like, we could have recorded a show, but I think it would have been better if we just did it now, so you know. And that's basically why we didn't have a show, and that was my week and day. And I will be editing in uh, the breaks and all that much later. So you're not going to miss out on any cool music drops. So. 
let's see. Let, let, let's let's take a look at the um the news for today, and we got some interesting stuff. Um, even though we are recording the next day, I did, there was no reason to like change or update the news, so we're gonna go right into the thicket of things. Uh, let's see. Also, I did try to contact some of the other staffs if they wanted to join us for a taped episode, but they're normally used to like the nine o'clock time, but and or they already have plans. So I figured it was a very last minute thing, but they couldn't make it, so it's it's okay. We will soon have the entire crack staff on um on the show eventually. It'll happen. And chaos will ensue. Chaos will ensue by something will some like a piece of hardware will break or then or, or Skype will go down or something. It's Someone's gonna you're gonna work the kiddie pool full of rye whiskey. Uh, maybe, but keep the whiskey away from my machine because I I'm not dealing with that shit. Nope, 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 nope. All right, Mako Chan, tell us about this American Sailor Moon thing that they found. Do we I'm have sorry, to? I, yes. I'm sorry, I found this article for you guys. The, the funny thing is, I, I kept seeing it pop up, and I just blew it off, because I'm like, we've already seen this. But then I'm like, let me go in and read this shit, just to be on the safe side. And then we find a part two, and I'm just like, what the fuck? Yeah, I didn't even originally read this in the first place. Because I had no desire to... Because this show that they were deciding to do was absolute shit. Yeah, you may be right. But the sadist in me would have wanted to see it. I still want to see Saban's equivalent, you know? I Just so you can see how, long, how big of a train wreck it could be. Something like that. Yeah, so basically Kotaku did an overly long, completely drawn-out article on the weirdly Sailor Moon-esque type TV series that was going to be released before they decided to just bring the anime over. A.K.A. Saban Moon. Yep. Yeah. Um, so basically it was going to be a cross between live action teenage girls in high school and animated Americanized animation at that um, as well yep. um, of them actually turning into magical girls and all of that fun crap. Um, they completely remade what's the... Uh, animated senshi were going to look like um instead of having two cat guardians uh they were both combined into one fluffy ass fat beast so it's like damien in other words uh yeah sort of um but yeah this really is horrible i mean it starts out being your very typical as they say politically correct tv series um 
one of the girls is Hispanic, one is black, one is Asian, um, one is in a wheelchair. Uh, it's it's very much, you know, trying to bring everybody that they could into mm-hmm. the series, which, you know, for the time, great, amazing. But why in the hell would they decide to take an anime and a popular manga at that and completely destroy it by putting live people in it and then changing the plot? For those of you that actually remember the original line of American Sailor Moon dolls, there was a freaking moon scooter. Mm-hmm. Um, it actually has nothing to do with the anime, but they started making toys when they decided that they were going to do this live action monstrosity. Merchandising. And, yeah. And that moon scooter is actually in the horrible animated live action horribleness. Uh, so if you do have one of those toys, consider yourself lucky because, you know, that's where it's coming from. And it's just a weird piece of nostalgia history. But yeah. Um, so this was actually shown publicly at the 1995 Anime Expo, which was, you know so many years ago that it was actually a small anime convention instead of the huge crap hole it is now. And I say that with love. But I'm lying. <laughs> uh, yeah, so they raised her age to 16 instead of 14. kind of makes sense. True. Um, they gave her a completely different outfit still kept the somewhat, um, you know, kind of look of the collar and skirt, but completely changed the colors, got rid of the front bows. Um, this looks like bad She-Ra fan art. It, it really is. It really is. Um, they completely got rid of the bows for all of the outfits, did a recoloring of most of the outfits, put various you know, uh, lines and crap on the boots that did not belong. Um, and then basically, you know, took that and put American girls into the outfits. Mm-hmm. Um, going through this, they had called it Project Y, and it was a 17... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know I mean the letter Y, but everyone's um, asking yeah. the question why. So it was a 17-minute-long pilot, but it wasn't for broadcast. It was just a proof of concept, uh, just to get it out there and see what people thought of it. People laughed, and they laughed a lot. It took them 280 thousand dollars to make this 17 minute piece of crap Mm. and that was just you know again gone to waste because they didn't use it i mean i will say during that time doing hybrid shows like that were kind of popular so you know yeah but 
not destroying basically what was already done. True. But I would come up it. come up with your own idea, even if you are stealing somebody else's idea, but don't freaking call it Sailor Moon. They could have very easily called it Galaxy Girls. The American audience would have no idea what the fuck it was, you know, based on. And they could have gotten away with it. The words, I just have one, I have two words to say about that. Doozy box. That's it. That's all you need to know. I don't think I'm familiar with that. It was an American adaptation of Gundam. We've talked about this a long time ago. Oh, Shit. Yeah. So yeah, so um, they they admit to you know basically trying to make it as politically correct as they could, bringing in as many different uh, cultural aspects and even bringing in disabilities, which as I said, you know, for early '90s, that's an amazing concept that they were trying to do it. But at the same time, do it on something original. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And because they didn't want to have to deal with two real-life cats um, to have Luna and Artemis, they decided just to have one real-life cat so they didn't have to have any other, you know, cats. And he basically said that the reason why is because the cats were very difficult to work with. So, yeah. I can only imagine how the actual Senshi would react to uh, this quote-unquote version of themselves. Mm-hmm. So you think Jupiter or Uranus would be the first one to go, who the fuck are you, when seeing their counterparts? Well, considering Uranus wasn't even in this, I would say Jupiter. They might have gone to the other planets eventually had we uh, gone down that dusty-ass road. Yeah, I don't know, because just the entire concept of it, and I'm guessing it was probably to try and, you know, bring girls into this whole toy-collecting bullshit for TV shows, because... 99.9% of them were all focused on boys. Um, So it was basically just trying to do a money grab, which, you know, they brought over the original anime, and guess what? It was a money grab. Mm -hmm. Because you have to understand, you had two different teams doing this. Uh, Saban was like, let's go this route, because they they had a good track record of shows, and Deke Enterprise has a good track record for cartoons. They're like, you know what? They actually did their research on pulling it off, and that's what they did, and that's how they end up winning that, so. But as the article goes, but wait, there's more. There is, because now I'm just seeing an entire play-by-play of what it was. Do you want me to summarize? Please do, because I have no desire to read this. I very, very much disliked the American thing. I very much disliked what they tried to do. And, you know, the fact that they even attempted to, you know, pull this off is, to me, you know, shows that there's absolutely no originality 
even back then. All right, to summarize, sometime later, they, they did another crack at a live-action series. Um, they found uh, someone named Frank Ward, who I believe worked at Deke Enterprises and somewhere else along the lines. He came, he submitted, they, he pulled out a tape. And the trailer, you can find for this, this on YouTube, this was a joint venture with Bondi. This was their American adaptation of Sailor Moon, which they called Team Angel. And after watching this, I wanted a Fanta. It was trippy. It was psychedelic. It's like, what the fuck? It was basically Fanta meets the Spice Girls. That's the best way I could describe this. And I'll just leave it at that. So it's the good kind of what the fuck. I I, I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. If you YouTube American Sailor Moon, you will find it. Or if you YouTube Team Angel, you'll find it, alright? You and en you endured the, the chaos that, that it comes with, so yeah. Did not think it was that excruciating. But anywho, we're going to move over from something bad to something a lot more positive. This is something we have talked about on our show a couple times here and there. Basically what we would discuss that uh, Rumiko Takahashi was nominated to be in the Will Eisner Comics Awards Hall of Fame. In case you haven't heard by now, Rumiko Takahashi was inducted into the Will Eisner Comic Awards Hall of Fame. If you were on uh, my Twitter, I tweeted this, and it was like, one, it was just a blessed day. She was nominated in 2014, 2016, and 2017. I guess the, I guess the saying is true, fourth time's a charm. And I just want to say congratulations to her. Uh, this was well deserved. So, in case you didn't know, in the in her career of thirty of over thirty years, Mika Takahashi created series such as Yurisei Yatsura, My Sunny Koku, The Mermaid Saga. My per, I, my favorite is Mermaid Forest, Rumik Theater, Ranma One Half, One Pound Gospel, which I would have liked to have seen as a series. I think that would have been really great. Inuyasha. And Renee. Some of many of her works became internationally popular, and we had inspired anime and live-action adaptations. Um, there was a live-action Ranma One Half movie that came out about seven years ago. Wow, can't believe it's been that long. And it was also a live-action Maison Ikoku uh, movie. I think there was two of them. As of this past March, her works have have. have a combined total of 200 million copies in print. She did appear at a couple of conventions on the West Coast, I believe SDCC, at 1994 and 2000. Uh, SDCC did give her an Inkpot Award during her first visit back in 94. There have been previous Japanese inductees into the Eisner Hall of Fame. They were Osamu Tezuka, uh, Kazuo Koike, Goseki Kojima, Katsuhiro Otomo, 
there are also other inductees um, besides Will Eisner. There was Stan Lee and Mobius and Windsor McKay. I hope that she does make another appearance at a con. I will fly. I will probably make tracks to go there. Have my best Rod cosplay. Have my art book ready. Just asking for a signature. That's it. That's all I would want. I will probably do Rod cosplay that whole fucking weekend. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Here's his outfit from the from the first season of the show. Here's his outfit from season two. Here's his outfit from the OVAs, and here's his outfit from one of the movies. I might have to pull out the tuxedo that he wore in the OVA, you know, if there is a formal. Uh, and I think we just lost Ari. No, I'm still here. I'm just taking a step back and listening to you fanboying out of Aranda one half. Oh, okay, because for some reason I'm looking at... I ended up upgrading to the new Skype, and it only shows uh, Mako. Huh. I mean, but if I click the plus two button, it shows that you are on the call. Wait, I'm in the you know, window. It shows, it shows your icon in the middle, and mine and Mako's up on the right-hand corner, upper right-hand corner. Yeah, you're probably running the old version of Skype. I updated it because I got the notification that you're going to be they're phasing out version 7. I may just roll back to version 7 just and just sit on that. Until I am forced to update the Skype, because I do like the new version, but you just can't do much with the with the audio. So, hmm. Oh well, I'll probably do that later. All right, Ari, what's up with Mega Man? Uh, what indeed? Cartoon Network is debuting Mega Man Fully Charged on August fifth. Uh, DHX Media announced on Wednesday a Cartoon Network premiere Mega Man Fully Charged, a new animated television series of the Mega Man or Rockman games on August 5th. The series will air on Sunday. It's a Cartoon Network app and various on the <clears throat> pardon me, a various video on demand services will also make 10 episodes available beginning on August 3rd. Now they be on Canada on DHX's television family channel this fall, and what in the living hell is this? I know. I know. I saw, look, I saw some, like, previews of this a couple of years back. A friend of mine told me he knows people that are working on it. It's going to be really good. I'm not buying it. But also keep in mind, this is not for us. Oh, I know. Yeah. I know. I know the uh, promotional piece here is Mega Man with the, uh, he's being accosted by Fireman, Dive Man, Iceman, Drill Man, and two other Robot Masters. I think are from Mega Man 11. I, I don't recognize them. Anyhow, no, also it looks like Mega Man is cosplaying as Mega Man X. Mm. X gonna give it to you. <laughs> Capcom producer Kasuhiko Tsuchiya, the Man of Action Group's members, and DHX Studios, Logan McPherson, presented the premiere on the show at a Comic-Con International San Diego convention on Friday from 6 to 7 p.m. Densu Entertainment USA revealed in April 2017 that the world premiere would be in Cartoon Network in 2018 or later. The series is aimed at children 5 to 11 years old, as well as their parents who grew up loving the video games. So it's not specifically for us, but hey, if you guys, if you were, if, if you were a fan back in the day and you have kids, this is it. <laughs> the show introduced Mega Man's alter ego, Aki Light, a normal upbeat schoolboy robot. When activated, his skin reforms with a flutter of computer code and visual pyrotechnics into a suit of impenetrable nanocore armor 
including the iconic Mega Buster arm cannon and helmet. The series will also bring back characters such as Rush and introduce more new characters such as Mega Mini. Oh boy. The new anime Mega Man series focuses on a normal upbeat schoolboy robot who discovers that deep within his program lies secret protocols and can transform him into the powerful Mega Man. And as the world's first robotic superhero, Mega Man must face threats of Silicon City while trying to preserve his secret identity and maintain a regular robot boy life. <clears throat> Let's see. DHX Me has agreed to develop, co produce, distribute, and jointly managing a licensing for the new series. Dentsu Entertainment USA and DHX. DHX are jointly main, managing all global rights. DHX is handling distribution and licensing in the United States in collaboration with Dentsu Entertainment USA. Dentsu Inc., a parent company for Dentsu Entertainment USA, is managing distribution and licensing in Asia. Okay. This looks slightly better from the last preview that I saw. Alright, never mind that, that the that the robot who was called Rock, who got made into Mega Man or Rock Man, like it was pretty much one way. He stayed Mega, he stayed Mega Man after getting converted and getting you know upgraded and whatnot. Because mm-hmm. in the remember in the original, all right, um, in right. the original way it was originally, he was a regular robot who who became. Rockman or Mega Man, he stayed that way to fight off the, the robots. He didn't transform back and forth. So Yeah, he was originally just, you know, Doctor Dr. Lois robot assistant and Roll was just a uh, you know, a made robot. Mm-hmm. I would say that my expectations are kinda meh with this. But then again I Remember the uh, Ruby Spears Mega Man cartoon is being hilariously awful? Yeah, but I actually liked it because I, I was able to identify half the freaking voices because it was dubbed by the... The voices were done by the Ocean Group. I mean... Yeah, Goku is, sc- is screaming out Mega Man's lines. Yeah, it, it's Goku, Mega Man, and Doc Tofu all rolled into one. So, I thought that was kind of cool. That and, gu- that and Cut Man... Uh, that and Gutsman and Cutman being the Balkan skull of that series was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Don't know why. Still don't know why they made Proto Man a bad guy. I know it, it came out right around five, did. Yeah, where he wasn't a villain or something like that, but you did. But you know, the villain that turned out to be a okay. impersonator built by Doctor Wily. Yeah. It's called Dark Man. Something like that. Yep. So. <sighs> Anywho. Let's talk about something even cooler. Voltron, Legendary Defender. If you haven't heard, Season 7 premieres in 15 days, which is Otakon Weekend. Uh, thankfully, it is on Netflix, so I will most likely will watch it when I get home or when I get to the hotel room. I might just start watching a couple of episodes or something like that. Depends on how I feel. But We've got to be room party watching it. Uh, no, uh, yeah, okay. Mm, uh, well, we'll see. But, um... This, prior seasons have been like short episodes, like short seasons, like five episodes, six or seven, stuff like that. But they're going back to the traditional thirteen episode arc, and that and that's uh, season seven. And they also and it was also said that season eight will be the final season, and that will also be thirteen episodes. Um, 
Some of you are probably wondering, why is it coming to an end? Well, you have to remember, Voltron Legendary Defender is a retelling of the original Voltron dubbed anime and the original Japanese series Go Lion. Like the Galra Empire and so that was from the original Japanese series. That I don't if I'm not mistaken, I don't think that was mentioned in the dub, but I have the DVDs on my shelf and I could probably check. But, you know. So they're only they, so I would assume they have basically culled what they could from the original Japanese and the American dub for something this this awesome. Now, one thing I would like to see is that remember there was two Voltron series. You had the original Lion Force, and then you had the Vehicle Force. Uh, the the Voltron vehicles was based off of a series called Diruger Fourteen. It would be interesting if they brought if if that came into play as a brand new series. Time will tell. And another amazing thing is that we're going to see LGBT representation because if you have not seen the trailer or the previews or at SDCC following the news, uh, the pilot of the Black Line, Shiro, uh, is gay. And his significant other will appear in the series. So I am interested and curious to see how this plays out. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, just as they don't turn it into his one defining character trait, it will be all right. And I guess depending on how this character looks, I may be cosplaying this per his significant other. What the hell? What was that? A uh, video playing. Okay. Automatically on Facebook. Yep. I hate it when it does that. See, I'm kind of lucky because by default, actually, I have all videos muted by default. I have them muted if I'm not on Wi-Fi. Ah, I just have it muted regardless. So. And what's interesting is that even if I have it muted and I have my phone setting set for music, and I, even though I set it muted in the, in the app, it'll still play. I'm just like, why would you do that? Why? Because our phones hate us. I, I was surprised. Mm-hmm. Anywho, more great news, you know. Oh, that's me, yeah, right? The last two are all you. Okie dokie. Uh, Unless so, you want to give one of them to me, I don't know. Uh, you can have one of them, right. considering you only had one other article. Okay. I'll take the last one. Okie dokie. So, oh, yeah, we've got some bad. updates on the uh, My Hero Academia movie. It's My Hero Academia, Two Heroes. It's opening in the U.S. and Canada on September 25th. Um, they're going to be screening, Funimation is going to be screening in 400 theaters in the U.S. and Canada on September 25th, 26th, 27th, 29th, and October 2nd. The screenings on September 25th, 27th, and 29th will be English dub, while the screenings on September 26th and October 2nd will be Japanese with English subtitles. Um, so basically, uh, the finals are over, and UA is getting ready for the summer training, but before that, they end up going on some sort of uh, trip. They receive an invitation. 
the islands that they receive an invitation to is kind of a science Hollywood, according to them. Mm. Um, so it's going to be basically showcasing quirks. So we're going to meet a bunch of new characters, a bunch of new quirks, and uh, yeah. In participating theaters in Japan, of course, they will be giving out a Volume Zero, which is a Volume Origin book. Uh, so they will be able to see character description and um, analysis collection of the characters, including the new characters, as well as secret dialogue uh, between uh, Hirokoshi and One Piece manga creator uh, Archio Oda. So, yeah, I would really like to see that as well, to see what the hell is going on, but whatever. But I actually look forward to seeing this because I haven't watched any of the anime yet. I've been reading the manga instead. You kind of remind me of Ochako in a way. Um, I have to say I really do like her character. Mm -hmm. um, I really don't have a favorite character in the series, though. I think it's just too soon because, I mean, let's be honest here. It has very much relied on a very Deku All Might series right now. So you get the main, little... ca main character plus, you know, mentor. Yeah, but at the same time, you know, you get to meet the other characters, but there's really not a lot of like as far as they are into the series to not have as much interaction with the side characters, even the quote unquote main love interest as i don't know just three seasons and still it's just that slow so i've i've actually stopped reading for a little while because it was just that slow mm. well i'm probably gonna start picking up the, reading the manga soon yeah i mean i i i enjoy the manga i think it's really good it's just, it, I have to, I'm finally getting past the point of, you know, what I consider prologue. Mm. That you're this far into the series and I still consider it prologue because you really even have, you haven't really even gotten into the main story for Deku yet. I mean, we all knew it was going to happen with All Might eventually, and that's, you know, basically finally happened. So it's like, yay, we get to actual plot now. It only took three seasons. Mm. I don't know. I, I, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. All right, shall I take the last one? Go ahead. <clears throat> oh, let's see. 20th Century Fox began streaming a new trailer on Monday for Aelita Battle Angel, Robert Rodriguez live-action film with Yukito Kishiro's Battle Angel Aelita, or Gun Mag manga. Gundam. I can never... Huh? Gunnam. Gunnam. Okay, it's like... So it's like Gundam without the D. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
tra the trailer was first shown at, along with 18 minutes of official footage at a panel at Comic-Con International San Diego on Friday. I IGN also posted a video on Friday previewing a figure that was on display on the Comic-Con show floor. Fox had officially had originally scheduled the film for a wide release in North America on July 20, 2018, but on now be released on December 21st, and we'll get an IMAX release. The film opened the film will open in Japan with, with the Aelita Battle Angel title and not with the original Gunnam title. Mm -hmm. the, the protagonist's name is also Aelita in Japanese, not Galia in the original Japanese version of the manga, and the film will open in Japan in the summer. The film will star Rosa Salazar in motion capture as Aelita. Other important cast members include Christopher Waltz, uh, Jackie Earl Haley, Ed Screen, Kian Johnson, Elsa Gonzalez, Jorge Lindenborg Jr. as the cunning and sly friend of Keenan Johnson's character. Lana Condor, Leonard Wu, Marco Zaror, Jennifer Connelly, Michelle Rodriguez, and Mahershala Ali in two unspecified roles. Um, the Hollywood Reporter describes the film, set in the 26th century, Alita Battle Angel tells of a female cyborg that is discovered in a trash yard. To register participation for this week's episode of Anime Jam Session on vognetwork.com, use the passphrase DAY. By a scientist with no memory of her previous life except her deadly martial arts training, the woman becomes a bounty hunter tracking out criminals. The action adventure story is meant to serve as a backdrop for themes of self-discovery and search for love. Uh, Robert Rodriguez is directing the films. James Cameron and his light store entertainment partner John Landau are producing the project. And Shutter Island's Lydia Leita Calogritis has penned a script. In an interview with Entertainment with it, pardon me. In an interview with Entertainment Weekly, Rodriguez said the film is a self-contained story, but it tunes up a world and character that could go on and on. Meaning he wants to make the film a trilogy. I mean, you could, given how long the series is and the different stories and plots that are in there. You could possibly make more than three if you uh, go with it. Depending on which uh, storylines you want to hash out. On the plus side, they did fix her eyes. Yeah, yeah they, I noticed that. Her, um... They definitely made them smaller. Yeah, I mean, they it... could be a little bit smaller, but they are about the average size of her eyes in the manga. So, which I'm okay. They tried with. giving your uh, real life anime eyes. Well, yes and no. If, you can, if look in the manga, her eyes are are naturally huge. Mm-hmm. I don't think they realized how off-putting that would be in a live-action series. Hooray, Uncanny Valley! Yeah, so them toning down... I mean, they're still big, but them toning down the animatedness of them, I think, has helped quite a bit. And what was interesting, that the movie was supposed to come out this summer. Mm. Yeah, they just said it. It got pushed back about six months. Yeah... Well, it's it's truthfully, it's probably having to go through and redo the graphics for all of that. Yeah, because yeah, because it's because yeah, I'll tell you, if it takes you a couple of hours to go through and do edits, then it's gonna probably take you maybe twice as long to do the full rendering. So, either or, I will be seeing this, and I wonder if there'll be any cosplayers going. I imagine there will be. 
There aren't that many Battle Angel Alita cosplayers out there, but... You get the occasional one floating around. Yep. Also, I keep, you know, having to remind myself that there's no E in Alita. Mm-hmm. Meaning I accidentally pronounce it Alita. I mean, I'm going to some Battle like Gunnam Code Lyoko crossover, which I'm sure exists out there somewhere already. Just go to fanfiction.net and have at it. Oh, oh yeah, I know, I know. Another one of those weird ideas that just popped into my head. <laughs> Enough of those weird ideas. Let, let's get to the show, part of the show that everybody likes, okay? Mm-hmm. Strange news from Japan. Can I take the first one? I take the second one. Oh, you sure you don't want the last one? No, I don't (laughs) want the last one. (laughs) I just saw the last article. Oh, shit. Headphones almost fell off. I was trying. When I first did this, I'm like, you know what? I'm taking the first article. Ari takes the first one. I'm like, shit, I'm taking the second one. Nope. You are not setting me up for a third time for that, Mako. No, no, no. All right, well, you have fun with Naked Man, then. I will. At least, <laughs> at, least at a restaurant. Shit. Phrasing. Anyway, let's uh, stay on quote-unquote topic here. Yes. Hokkaido woman arrested for stealing 1.9 million yen from a convenience store in broad daylight. That's about $17,000 in change. Mm. 24-year-old Ayane Okutani of Shiroi, Hokkaido, was arrested for a daring daylight robbery of a convenience store, which managed to take about 1.9 million yen. However, this robbery wasn't daring in a sense of guns and knives or a high-speed car chase. Rather, it took a different kind of courage to pull off. According to the investigation, Okutani allegedly entered a convenience store in Ichinomiya City, Aichi Prefecture, and approached a clerk on duty. Telling the woman she was a newly hired part-time worker, Okutani was led behind a counter and given a uniform, which she also stands accused of stealing. Mm. Over the next hour and 20 minutes, Okutani is being accused of taking a large sum of cash from the shop safe and registered before fleeing the scene. However, there's plenty of time for the store's numerous security cameras to get a nice long look at her and make an excellent starting point for the ensuing police investigation. They eventually made the arrest, and Okutani is said to have admitted to the crime. And despite having her plans foiled, netizens were quick to admire her hot spot. With things like, I think it's, that's genius. She's like Lupin. She must have ice water running through her veins to pull that off. Don't get me wrong, you feel bad for the victims, but that's an amazing crime. Mm. And who, who would have thought there would be so much money at a convenience store? You know, that's a good, good point, too. I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of 24 hour convenience stores, so that doesn't surprise me. <clears throat> In addition to the large sum of money that happened to be there at the time, there's a lot about the theft that would indicate the suspect had an intimate knowledge of the way the convenience stores work. For example, she must have been quite familiar with the staff turnover to expect to be welcomed as one so easily. That's a good point. Because of this, her overall nerves to steal on the fact she was cautious enough to hit her store over 12,000 kilometers away from home. Police are suspecting that this is not her first attempt at investigating Okutani's connection to other robberies around Japan. Wow. I'm looking at the uh, map of the two cities on here in Japan. Mm-hmm. Different islands, different, you know, 
parts of the country. Jesus. 18 and a half to 19 hour drives one way. Yikes. Then again, not considering the cameras are strange, even those with only passing knowledge of convenience stores know they're generally blanketed with cameras. This means there's a non-zero chance that she's really just a complete joker-like criminal madwoman who just committed this whole elaborate robbery on a total whim. Wow. That's what I'm saying. Wow. Just wow. But, anywho... Now, earlier this week, I read about there was a, a naked man was arrested at Planet Fitness because he felt it was a judgment-free zone. Who would have thought they would judge him for working out naked? Well, Yikes. There are what's called decency laws. Um, There are things called health codes. That too. Nobody wants to see your sweaty-ass taint when you're, they're running. Exactly. Nobody wants to see you flapping in the wind either. Anywho, in this story, it wasn't a naked man at a gym. It was a naked man at a restaurant. And supposedly he has an understandable excuse as to why he was naked at the restaurant being arrested. This happened about two weeks ago, about 10.30 in the morning. Yu Murakami, a 44-year-old resident of Kesinuma in the Miyagi Prefecture. He left to go do some shopping and get some food. But here's one thing you probably don't know, but you should know. Japanese people don't wear shoes in the house, so you have to, they're always in the entryway. That and you really shouldn't be tracking mud and dirt in your house anyway. But what made things slightly different was he left the house naked. He hopped on his bicycle, went to a convenience store, uh, but he could not even do anything there. So he went to a park to a pharmacy, where he went in and didn't buy anything. So he went over to an inspected restaurant that Japan calls family restaurants, which includes chains such as Denny's or Coco's. But as soon as he walked into the restaurant, his non-attire caught the attention of fifty-something female employee who screamed in shock at the unexpected sight of his birthday suit, which he received four and a half decades ago. Suddenly, everyone in the restaurant was staring at the gentleman, and a courageous man who seen Murakami enter the restaurant came and subdued him, ending his naked day out, only 15 minutes after it started. The police showed up, and he was arrested. Some reports that he exposed his genitals to the to the female worker, but given the state of him, him being undressed, how he walked in, I don't think that was the point. So if he does not get ch uh, charged with that, he may just get indecent, indecent exposure. Because Japan is fine with nakedness and hot spring baths and cartoons, and but not restaurants. Now, it's not entirely certain that Murakami, who was described as being slightly drunk at the time, made his decision to go without clothes for exhibiting purposes. When the police asked him why, he replied in a quiet voice, It's really hot today. Yeah. What a genius. Slow clap. 
sarcastic clap, but yeah. Uh, it is true that Japan is going through a really fierce heat wave. I've been reading stories of people have been dying in this heat wave. So please, hydrate. doesn't matter where you are. It's getting a little hot out here, you know? Hydrate. A little water goes a long way. But going outside your house without clothing, you're just asking for it. Even if your chances of getting bit by mosquitoes are lower than it's been in years, you should at least think about the intense heat and the sun's ray will do the delicate skin of your crotch and inner thighs if you hop on a bicycle, okay? At least wear pants and shirt and maybe a, ma a face mask. Ugh, shit. Mako? Yes? I hear you feel like chicken tonight. Are you sure you don't <laughs> want to take this one? Positive. All right. So, yeah. Um, well, here in the States, we've had a couple of various uh, seated statues. Japan is finally rolling out its first seated Colonel Sander sa uh, statue. Um... So, after 48 years uh, since the debut of KFC in Japan, they're finally respecting the colonel and uh, allowing him a seat. Bless. Yeah. So, the big thing is, though, that the company is asking netizens to help name the statue. And the winner will receive a one-year supply of KFC. So some of the uh, proposed names is sitting in the the sitting in the center colonel, the colonel that's about to stand. Uh, since it's his forty-eighth year standing, I'll call him KFC forty-eight. Uh, the lazy colonel, and the having difficulty standing colonel. Yeah. Well, at least they didn't let American audiences decide the name. Yeah, true. You get you get weird shit like statue McStatue face or the Hitler did nothing wrong statue because people are awful. KFC 48. <laughs> just what you need a bunch of girl teenage girls dressed as the colonel singing and dancing to heavy rotation I could see it you can see a lot of tap 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 I know right sorry hmm I don't know. I think I could come up with a name that would, you know, be outrageous and funny and win a year's worth of chicken. Something tells me you have that name right now. No, but I think I could come up with one. You do that. I will. I ain't stopping you. Nobody can stop me. Except for the Spanish Inquisition. Nope. Says you weren't expecting it. 
Well, that was fun tonight. Yes, yes, it was. And I think this is a new record for us doing a, a pre-recorded show. And the time it took us to get the beat in and out. But enough about that. Let's rip them beat out. So if you like the show, tell a friend. 
bantering to another friend, and so on and so forth. We're independent bloggers, independent podcasters. We do this for the fun of it. So what we're telling you, what we like and don't like, we're being straight up with you. So, yeah, definitely. If you have any questions about the show, drop us a line at podcast at animejamsession.com. Again, that is podcast at animejamsession.com. We want to know what's up. We're here to believe you. Check out our website at animejamsession.com where we post links to our YouTube videos, our Facebook photos for cosplay. Our weekly podcast is there. Um, cosplay tips and tutorials you'll find there. Anime reviews, convention reviews, and cosplay interviews. I believe we have one up there now from uh, Uni. Uh, interview with DK. So swing by and check that out. Uh, let's see what else is there. Our podcast, where to find us. You'll find us not just our episodes every week on our site at AnimeJamSession.com. You'll also find it on iTunes, Stitcher, Groove, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, Player FM, and every week on the VOG Network forums. And these sites give you an opportunity to go ahead and give reviews. So if you can, give us a five-star or if not, just tell us what you think of the show. We definitely hear from you. And don't forget to find us on social media. YouTube.com slash Anime Jam Session TV, Twitter.com slash Anime Jam Session, Facebook.com slash Anime Jam Session. For everybody on the site that's following us, I just gotta say thank you. We couldn't do this show without you. We couldn't bring you all this stuff, so we greatly appreciate it. And don't forget to find us uh, every week on the VOD Network, live Tuesdays at 9.30 p.m. Eastern with a pre-show, and our encore presentation Thursdays at 2 p.m. Eastern. So we're going to go around the room. Last words, Mako. Cats. Last words, Ari. Uh, I just want to go to bed. My last words, uh, steak is calling me. I'm going to cook up a steak when I'm done with this show. Mmm, steak. That is it. End of list. We are out of here. So, I'm Ranwa. I'm Ari. And I'm Mako-chan. Great fight, great night. See you next week. Good night, everybody. Night. Say good night, Mako-chan. Good night, Mako-chan. So, so the weather has me too warped to even complain about that. So we're done. Good night, y'all. Good night. of Anime Jam Session and AJS Productions. No fanboys and fangirls were hurt, maimed, shot, electrocuted, or pistol-whipped in this episode. For now. The views, opinions, and thoughts expressioned on this show do not reflect the staff or the network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it. For transcripts of this episode, start typing. Check us out at AnimeJamSession.com and VogNetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamatane!